Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United, United States, States veterans. veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro, Pro wrestling. wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. US military military vets talking pro wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome, Welcome to the, the No Shave Men Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Chair and Jay Tilly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, however you identify, let me tell you, you have found yourself in the right spot. You have found yourself in the No Shave Man Cave. I'm Ellie Jair. Hey, I'm Jay Tilly. Yes, sir. And you have joined us for the revolution reaction. And man, let me tell you, I am sold. What is up, Jay? Hey, man, I am glad you're sold. Uh, mm-hmm. When we started this journey, you were a... Yeah, watch AEW a little bit thing. And, uh, you know, last night, uh, we didn't do a whole lot of reactions on Twitter and, uh, didn't record anything right after because, uh, we were enjoying a little, uh, little bourbon mm-hmm. and, uh, had a couple friends over and watched it together. Uh, and what a show. Holy man. cow, man. What, Amazing. What was, what was even more fun was, uh, not just like all the bourbon and, and shout out to, uh, artists the freaking rollins and uh and his boy derek the chef chopping it up with us um just awesome some camaraderie really enjoyed it and uh but derek not being a current wrestling fan but a historical wrestling fan by the time we got like three quarters of the way through dude he was sold and uh 
you know, and him being a um, uh, Air Force Bubba. Thank you know, thank you, Derek, for your service. And artist freaking Rollins was uh, a retired Army dog. So uh, shout out to the shout out and you know JT for hosting us with the mostest. And man, that that brisket was banging. Which I think we're gonna have to add that to our. We're gonna have to do tr- triple B. And like triple D and triple C and man, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time. And I, I'm, I'm super, this is, this is probably the most excited I am to talk about blood. <laughs> Which is pretty, <laughs> it's definitely saying something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was pretty neat. Uh, uh, Derek being a lapsed wrestling fan and, uh, him sitting there and going, yeah, I stopped watching, you know, with Bret Hart and all them. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of about when I stopped watching. Yeah. So it was kind of neat to sit down with him. And then watch him rediscover wrestling and watch him kind of go, Hey, this is really good. Like these guys are doing really awesome things in the ring and they're doing really powerful, like storytelling without knowing all the background in the build that AEW traditionally does. And that was really like, I don't want to say that was my favorite part, but like watching his body language, you know, he was like, okay, first I'm uncomfortable because I'm, I'm new to this group. And I've never hung out with anyone other than um, artists. And then, you know, you being like uber hospitable and me not knowing a stranger um, little by little. Next thing you know, he's like leaned in, just devouring every second of uh, of the action. And man, the, the crowd, the, the storytelling you know, all the way down to some of the dastardly deeds that occurred a little bit later. It was, uh, it was hot, man. It was, <laughs> it yeah, was, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Really, really good show. Uh, like we said last time, when we kind of readjust the format, we're not going to break down every match. We're not going to go through every, uh, every move and everything. We're just going to kind of give you our highlights. Yeah. <laughs> and if there's any low lights, Dude, uh, I but I don't have a whole lot of them. I, I thought that yeah. the show top to bottom, was fantastic uh it just yeah I, I can't even even the jericho starks match which opened mm-hmm. and i had kind of low expectations for which i don't know why because jericho does it to me every time mm-hmm. but i kind of was like okay you know i'm not pumped for this match and it was great and even like and i hate to say it that the women's match right like traditionally they're usually put on the card in a place where the fans are like okay yeah. You know, we can take a break. It's a bathroom break or whatever. Man, those yep. women came out and put on a show. They freaking brought it. The fans were absolutely hanging on every pinfall. Uh, the tag team match, four-way tag team was a blast. The House of Black was a blast. Like, top to bottom, other than possibly the Wardlow-Samoa Joe match, which I think kind of took that women's role in this pay-per-view, unfortunately, was kind of the slowdown match. And I don't even remember much about it other than looking up and seeing Samoa Joe passed out. I'm like, yeah. wait, what happened? Yeah, uh, I was, Mox I was and Hangman, waiting. I mean, just, whew. Yeah, I was waiting for uh, Wardlow to hit the symphony. And I was like, well, maybe they won't do that because they want to sort of almost keep Samoa Joe strong. And they don't want to have Wardlow batter him into the mat too, too bad. But to have my man beat, yeah, I just, to have, yeah, I'm, just you know like to have Samoa Joe submit to his own move yeah that was strong yeah oh yeah on so, just like the end with Dan- Daniel Bryan tapping out clean 
that yeah. that's a huge push for MJF. Yes. I mean, clean ish. We'll say, I mean, he did hit him with the little metal thing yeah. at the end there, but the yeah. oxygen tank and technically, you know, MJF tapped out. So they're, they, they preserved Danielson. However, yep. he tapped out like there's no getting around. He, I'm done. I just, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a great card. A couple things I'm curious to see if you picked up on that I noticed, mm-hmm. um, kind of going back through and like when I, when I watched it last night, I kind of took some notes and I kind of sort of watched it a little today. I had it on in the background, okay. um, while I was doing stuff, but I didn't get to pay much attention to it cause I was working on, uh, other stuff to, uh, just help us improve the podcast, like reading that book and some other things. Yeah. So, um, but did you notice one of the things I noticed is every WWE wrestler that went up against a AEW original lost every WWE Chris Jericho went down to Ricky Starks. You had Ruby Soho and Paige go down to Hater. Um, Samoa Joe lost to Wardlow. The only one I think is probably an exception would be the House of Black going over the Elite because Malachi Black is former WWE, but he was never main roster, so I don't know if that counts or not. Um, and I noticed I kind of like was thinking about it and I was, you know, reading some stuff. I'm like, holy cow, like all the WWE originals lost. Mm-hmm. The other thing is this is built into a Chris Jericho losing streak. He hasn't won in a while since he lost to Andretti, so I'm hoping that's going to tie into some further storyline things. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. You had um, Mox. You had Mox submit. Oh yeah, Mox lost to Hangman. That was the other one. Yep. So Mox hasn't submitted, tapped. Um, I was reading a thing. I think it was What Culture. Shout out to uh, Ups and Downs of Revolution. They have a, a blood machine meter. <laughs> <laughs> that must and be I new. Was, I hadn't uh, seen that yet. I was intimately uh, interested in the blood machine rating. But yeah, uh, I think it was 2012 was the last time that Mox actually submitted, and I thought that was pretty smooth how they slid him, <clears throat> how they slid him out uh, after the match. Yeah, so through the back. Yep. So that's uh, that's going to be super interesting how that how that furthers yep. a. I don't even think furthers the story. Maybe it ends the story and pushes another agenda or something, but. Yeah, no, that's a good uh, that's a good point because yeah, I you know and and I don't know that I would consider well, I guess you would have to consider Samoa Joe a WWE guy because that's where yep. he came from originally. And uh, same with Mox. But, Technically, yeah, Mox is a WWE guy, and he lost yeah. to Hangman. So yeah, that's strong. That's a good uh, that's a good pickup, and I I would venture to say there's something there's probably something to that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Khan didn't do that on accident. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was good. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I just, that, that whole pay-per-view, uh, like I'm just trying to go through it in all of my head and some of the ramifications. Cause I, I'll talk about the MJF, Daniel Bryanson, mm-hmm. even that one, Daniel Bryanson, Brian Danielson, whatever is going by now. Brian, WWE guy lost Bryanson. MJF. <laughs> yeah. Lost yeah. MJF. Another WWE guy who went down to an AEW guy. Ooh. I'm trying to think who took the pin in the tag team Quattro slash up. Uh, Danhausen took the pin okay, from yeah. the guns. Never mind. But that was, I guess Jarrett maybe was the only WWE guy in that match. WWE sort of. ish. Yeah. Yeah. So that one yeah. I, I didn't really think about. Yeah. But uh, and, no, and I'm yeah, not and I mean, I'm not saying that to bash strong... anything, right? Like I'm not no, bashing no, no. it. I, it was just no. kind of one of those things. Hmm. That's coincidental. Yeah. Good timing, you know, contracts are coming due. 
you know, prior um, AEW Bubba's are getting pushed, i.e. Cody. And, you know, every April, now we're going to do this every year. Every oh, year absolutely. in April, um, WWE is going to be putting on WrestleMania. And AEW is going to have contracts coming due. Are they going to slap time on the back end because of injury? So now, you know, we can read into the elite dropping the the trios championships. But if you, you know, you do the math, he was gone nine months. Uh, that means he's going to be available in, you know, December, January. So you're getting ready for WrestleMania next year. Yep. And, you know, you're going to have Omega available unless, you know, he's going to resign. You're going to have the bidding war of 24 for uh, uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And then, um, you know, is it going to be the Bucks will follow kind of a thing? And I, you know, I don't, um, I don't know if they're going to be money driven or story driven or a, challenge driven maybe like mm-hmm. i've never compete i've never competed in the wwe you know i was challenged by um the wrestling observer i can't fill a 10,000 state 10,000 seat stadium mm-hmm. they did it in 4 minutes um yeah that's going to be super super interesting going forward and you know the fact that AEW has gone west now um I mean, they hung out in Texas for, I think they did five or six shows in Texas. Yeah. Uh, WWE just recently went back into Canada. So I found that almost sort of interesting. I don't know how that's going to play into what's happening with Edge and Christian as Edge's contract is uh, getting ready to expire. But yeah, I mean, that's strong, man. I didn't even, I didn't even pick up on that till. You know, now that we're saying it, and I'm looking at the card right in front of me, like, wow, that's that's a strong. Oh yeah, and Christian lost the Jungle Boy. Yep. So I, yeah, I just, it, yep. it, yeah, I think every card, every match on that card, other than the four way tag, was a WWE former versus AEW <laughs> original. Yeah. And yes, I know the story wasn't built that way, but that's one of those things I picked up on. Yeah. And uh, the other thing I was thinking about today, because so I, I was one to complain about the build up leading into this which is fun because you were all excited about this pay-per-view and i don't think they built it up nearly uh like they have in the past one of the things that i noticed and i started thinking because i had a hard time with the elite and house of black thing because usually the elite do some good mic work they set stuff up well i started thinking about it i don't think the elite have been on the mic since they got back from brawl out i can't think of a promo they've cut i can't think of a we address the fans I can't think of, and I, and I'm, oh. I can't wait till like AEW is streaming. Cause I would totally go back and research this to see if it happened. But I oh. think the best of seven came from Tony Khan. There wasn't any challenge issued. I mean, they've done little things in the back, like the Isaiah Cassidy, you know, yeah. moaning in his ear, stuff like that. But I don't think they've been out in front of the crowd to say, Hey, here's, here's where we stand. Oh. Um, and it just struck me. I was like, well, maybe, maybe there's something to that story that, I'm missing or not picking up on that. The house of blacks is not letting them because they were going to come out on Wednesday and unannounced, which is fine, I guess. But you know, maybe that was their time to come talk and then the house of black jumped them. So interesting. The other part of that whole storyline is with them losing the titles. 
that just throws all this fuel on the well they pulled the titles from him because they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna push him into wwe or let him go to wwe hey so let's pull the curtain back behind um or move the dirt or rubble inside the man cave so um pretty much everything that you fantasy booked penciled in gave the, <laughs> the chef's kiss to occurred and i was like oh no you know this is gonna happen squirt nope oh no here's what's gonna happen squirt nope and the only thing that i was correct about was that um that there'd be there'd be matches in california and it would end around midnight and it ended at 11 58 that was like because <laughs> i was like oh no this will happen oh no this will happen and I actually even questioned uh, whether or not MJF was going to win. And you and, questioned my FTR call. Dude, like, hey, listen, fam. Uh, Jay Tilly was, we were like 45 minutes in, and he's like, hey, what about this? And I was like, <laughs> no way, dude. I listened to the podcast. Dax has got a pretty solid podcast. His uh, sidekick is questionable at best, but. <laughs> I'm not here to judge. Um, and it was uh, like almost spot on. Like, not that wrestling scripted, <clears throat> but yeah, dude, it was. Uh, I was super impressed with, you know, normally I can, if you put me like ringside at a WWE, you put on some headphones and me and uh, Michael Cole, I mean, I'm just as good as Michael Cole because, you know, <laughs> I know the choreography and everything with WWE. I was super impressed, uh, not only with your foreshadowing what was going to occur, but the production, kudos. Oh, it was I don't want to take your nine move, day. but kudos to uh, production. Uh, thank you, TK, and everyone behind the scenes listening to uh, the fans over the last couple of days, you know, some of the camera issues and stuff the boys and girls in the back are giving it hell and they they don't i don't want to say deserve but they shouldn't have to suffer from you know joe bag of donuts panning a camera because he's interested to see what wrestler xyz is doing and the crowd was hot until someone got water thrown on them and then um they were even hotter after that <laughs> dude that mom was like, "You better never." Did you read the story about that? Yeah, and it was apparently it wasn't Bro. water; it was uh, tequila. Yes. So, Mister Titus, hope you're doing okay. Uh, you didn't get any in your eyes. He just kind of tossed it on the front of him. Um, he is being taken care of because next week they are going to be in Sacktown, Sacramento, and um, they're bringing them. All access. Yep. And Titus's favorite wrestler is uh, the monster Hobbs, and uh, he got to spend. Uh, I don't. They didn't say exactly how much time, but Mom was okay with it. Um, he got a bunch of cool swag. Uh, swag. Oh yeah, made his night. Stuff we all want to get, and uh, so good. Good uh, way to stay in character, MJF. Um, I think he got fined a little bit. But probably nothing because I think he's resigned a deal and uh, stayed in character. <laughs> yeah, so, he uh, <laughs> he he is amazing. So yeah, talking about Derek and, and he's in there watching and, and just his responses to 
this guy's an asshole. I'm like, yes, he is. Like, he is top shelf, the best. I'll fight you. Prove me wrong. He's the best yep. heel in wrestling right now. Hands down. I there, There's nobody I can think of that is a better heel right now. Yeah. And besides Bully, um, over there, cross, uh, cross promotions with Impact and NWA, because he's grabbing uh, Josh Alexander's wife and, you know, questioning the manhood of uh, Billy Corrigan, who was mm-hmm. who's the owner of NWA and was is also the lead singer of uh, Smashing Pumpkins. And just like, you know, you're something about his bass chords and all it's Yeah. So, um, but yeah, MJF to be so young, I think he's 26, 27. Yeah, I think so. And uh, I think I had, I think, yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine, you know, I, I deployed a couple of times, but I couldn't grab a mic and perform like that. So Mm-mm. kudos to, uh, kudos, not only kudos to MJF and, you know, really owning the character and owning his development of that character, but living the character to the point where his mom goes on shows and says, oh, I tried. He's just a dirtbag. Yep. And then the husband comes on and he's like, you know, that he's the, you know, he's the biggest regret. Of my, I'm just like, dog, you've got your parents. You have your parents. But like, if my mom was still, uh, you know, hanging out and my dad was there, they'd be like, oh, we're so proud of him. You know, God bless America and thanks for doing it. Like, even if I told him, dude, I will pay your house off. I just need you to say that I'm a dirtbag. Oh, you know, Ellie Jerry told me that I should say he's a dirtbag, but yeah. he's a sweetheart and he would shovel your driveway if there was snow in it and he's just such a good mom i told you <laughs> yeah so good good stuff like you you know what i would love around, to, man love to see with mjf uh and i don't, I don't know how it'll happen or like the storyline that they could tell with him long term if they did some kind of invasion angle or something mm-hmm. let's say the new japan guys keep coming out and attacking or let's say they do ring of honor i don't know they do something talk about in a massive baby face pop if he were to come out and make the save from an invading force into AEW, oh, you damn. know, I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, I don't know of a heel wow. that's as hated mm. as him, but oh my gosh, when he flipped to make him baby face, if they did it right, would be amazing. Yeah. Especially cause you could do it with in a way where he is still kind of an asshole, but yeah. you're rooting for him now. Cause he's fighting. He's got a cause that you agree with. Yeah. Um, cause he's defending the honor of AEW. Right. And it's like, you know, the emotional turmoil that Ruby was going through. Right. And, you know, like, so, like, if we wanted to back up, so, you know, the show kicks off, Jericho and Starks. Starks goes over, Jericho hopefully goes away, hits the reset, comes back. I envision him on the show on Wednesday. He, like... I I think he'll talk about being on a losing streak. Yeah, I think he'll patronize the fans. Um, he'll give uh, Sammy Guevara some real serious trash. Garcia will intervene or something, or it, maybe it's vice versa. Hey, you don't you don't talk to Jericho like that. There'll be some um, civil unrest amongst the JAS 
um, you know, so so they go away. The uh, the women's match, Hater delivered. Mm. Not just one, but delivered. I mean, some of the moves that were put on, um, I really... I really wish Ruby wouldn't have assimilated into the group with Soraya and Jamie because that means she's that much longer away from the title. Yeah, but, but storyline, like, it makes sense, though. Okay. Because she is that former WWE personality. Yep. They Things have not been going her way trying to be the original, like AEW is yep. my house, too. So it if makes I sense for her to them, do I'm that. I'm going to join them. Right. So I, I could see that. Um, what I'm maybe curious that, about maybe is maybe that helps be- her win the most beautiful title in women's wrestling, the TBS title. Well, TBS well, that's what or I was gonna the say New is- Japan title. Are they're they're both beautiful, but aesthetically, like colors and you know everything, and then plus the carrier. That sort of, you know, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I think that will be super interesting going forward. The story that can be told. One has the baddies. One has the world champion. Who who's more credible? Right. Oh, you so, don't know me. I'm fifty five and oh, or I'm whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's great because oh, I'm the women's world champion. And then Ruby comes in. I'm not, I'm only supposed to be a barback or a bartender at a dive bar. And then she hits her with her switch kick, which was sick. Yeah. And then spray painted uh, Brit and yep. um, dude, that was. Yeah, I I could see them maybe... I'm trying to think of who else is on the roster female wrestlers that could join them, but Mm -hmm. makes you wonder who's going to balance out the sides. So now you've got Hater and DMD alone by themselves, really, what's been on TV versus the three of them. So are you going to bring Nyla Rose on TV as the big hitter, or is this Mm. going to be the the face turn for Jade Cargill and she comes out and makes a save? And like you said, now you've set up now you've taken both your champions you and put go. them in a good storyline with the women because you, yeah. Jade Not, is 100% ooh, an original. Damn. Yeah. So, so you, I, you, my it, head is spinning now with the. Uh, well, just like where, I said with MJF. Where's my, where's my book? I got I to gotta write some notes. That's <laughs> solid, dude. That's, well, yeah. Just, just like I just said with MJF, like that would be the perfect way to immediately flip Jade to a, a, a face mm-hmm. and immediately uh, put her raise her to the level of DMD and them. So now, yes, it's a secondary title, but it's not because now she's standing toe to toe, you know, or side to side with the champion. Mm-hmm. Now you've got a built in story of those three versus the other three. Then, you know, down the road, Saray goes, well, I've got more friends and Monet shows up as their fourth money. Now I will say that Tony Khan did make a comment on the um, press conference that because she's a champion for another division, he's not even talking to her right now, which I thought was respectful. Like that he wouldn't mess with that, like try to offer her contract while she's with her partner. So I thought that was pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. I mean, man, now that I say that, like, I want to see that. I want to see Jade come out and save their asses and be the the balancing force. And now you've got a pretty strong, true core AEW original, especially with Britt Baker and um, uh, Jade, because they really didn't work anywhere else before AEW. I think Britt did some independent, but. Yeah, she did some uh, Eastern. It's um, I ICW or yeah, I'll uh, I'll look it up. But yeah, so she did some Eastern yeah uh, Eastern states wrestling, some other indie stuff. But 
So but she never did like Stardom or anything no, like that. No. She was never with no. a major promotion, like because Hater was with Stardom for a little bit. So yeah, but and you Jade can tell and, like that hard hitting, yeah, like, high that Joshi landing, style. The Joshi shoe, you're bringing it. But the um, <laughs> what would you call that Excalibur? But the uh, uh, the oh man, you, I just lost my shiny object. The the excitement though is now that we're sitting here talking about this in public, imagine the AEW version of War Games. Oh, bro. man. Bro. So you have I, mean, I guess the... they kind of have the blood and guts, but yeah, I'd like to see the two rings set up. Yeah, that would be cool. So you do the pillars against the... Whoever. You know, call it the outsiders or the others or whatever. The pillars versus the shiznizzles whatever you're going to call them and then you've got the uh the women that like man now that you're saying that like you know they Jade do have Cargill that. is the you know she's she's never worked anywhere else jamie hater made her name here yep. in aew or there in aew i'd say that because i'm in J- near jacksonville um brit and then you know, uh, Ruby would sort of be on the outside looking in, like, okay, what do I do with you? Um, Tony Storm absolutely would be on the outside looking in. We'd need yep. one, when one or two other AEW women. I mean, you got um, Riho and Sheeta if you wanted to, or you've got Nyla Rose. Oh, damn. they have plenty of, there you of go. really good ones yep. to set up. And that would be I, I think so about, much fun. I think. If I remember correctly, Blood and Guts is the two ring setup that they use, if I remember right. Because I know they've done it before. It was Blackpool Comic Cup versus JSA. And I think it was a Blood and Guts. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. But that's another thing. Like, where, where's Blackpool Combat Club going now? Like, mm. is Moxley going to go away for a while now they lost? Uh, are they going to go after the trios title? Or is because Moxley's going away for a while, Yuta and, and uh, Claudia are going to focus on their Ring of Honor stuff, and right. we just won't have BCC on for a while. Right. I have a feeling Danielson will go away for a little bit. Maybe we'll hear from him Wednesday. Um, mm. But rumor is he wants to go do the G1 Classic, so I could see him. Yeah, so like, that's a two-month event. And yep. there's tears. Yep. There's tears to it. So like if you're gonna get like if you're gonna get the dragon, he's not a one and done guy. So I mean oh, I no, yeah, he'll be there. say he would get semifinals 
ish. Yep. So um, super well, legit. So Ring yeah. of Honor uh, in twenty eighteen. I don't remember exactly what year it was, but Ring of Honor was part of the G one. So Ring of Honor like had their oh, own wow. G one lead up and then cross pollinated and and Dude, so I can so see him awesome. like Claudio yeah. and Yuda and Danielson right. doing G one and then they can just host it all on the Ring of Honor website. Right. So it doesn't bleed into AEW much. So they could be part right. of the G one. Yeah, which would be genius. W- right. Yeah. And that wouldn't end up hurting um that wouldn't end up hurting the Ring of Honor production. Right. Dude, that's oof. I just got goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. Wheeler Yuta in there against a lot of the Japanese wrestlers. Um, you know, he always keeps his hips low, mm-hmm. moves really well. So, I mean, he's going to smash it. Um, Claudio, super crisp, moves like a demon. Um, I'd like to see how Samoa Joe would uh, fare. I don't, I don't know that he's got the cardio or the desire to move like that, so he may be omitted. And then you have the recently um, exited the King Eddie Kingston. Yeah. So, I mean, that would be that's still. I mean, that's still a lot of fun. And I, I would think. Yeah, oh that yeah. Eddie would want to go over to uh, New Japan and and show, you know, show uh, show his craft and. Yep, you know, and he's got such a huge respect there. for that them right. and that culture and that kind of wrestling. Yep. So. He would go over there and have a blast. Yeah, um, yeah, he, and then you know he'd be he'd be very respectable too over there. Um, he didn't he didn't do too bad. Uh, actually, came out on top of uh, one of the DDT uh, top wrestlers too over there. So I mean, yep. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see any negatives with with what you're you know prescribing. So I think the the way the card went though, I mean, I just. I was so floored, if I'm allowed to say that, and I I expected Stark to win because I wanted him to advance um, and end that storyline, move forward, get get all that magic done. I wanted Wardlow to get the TNT title, move into the program with um, the monster, and and be part of the Book of Hobbs. I think Hobbs will carry that title. And I think long-term, I think the TNT title, it's going to exchange hands frequently just to keep, I agree. It, keep it fresh. Um, beautiful title, by the way. I mean, um, just aesthetically super cool. Looking forward to, uh, you know, see what that, you know, how that story unfolds. Totally blown away by the, the tag team uh, four way, way better than I thought that. it was going to be. Did not expect that story to go, and <laughs> I also didn't expect it to come down to Orange Cassidy and Danhausen along with the the guns. So kudos to uh, to the you know to the writers. The women's match was fantastic. Um, I would say the only thing that really ticked me off was I figured MJF would be really, really sleazy in the front part of it. And he got down, um, he got down one pin, ended up crotch shotting, uh, Brian Danielson, got a couple of pins, 
evened it out and then ended up cracking them with the uh, oxygen container and you know for it to end like that after an hour plus um, i totally appreciate tony not not allowing it to end in a draw and just leaving the questions out there looming for wrestling fans um but then it like you said it keeps them both strong because mjf you snarky sleazy heel you cheated to win well that's what i do because i'm that kind of bastard right and then mjf or i'm sorry um brian danielson if and when he comes back he's like i told you i was the best in the world and you needed to cheat to get any pins on me let alone one pin and crotch shot dq pin pin mm-hmm. and canister okay cool built-in storyline when brian anderson comes back from the g1 and dude if he comes back and he's the g1 like semi-finalist champ. or yep. champ or whatever or bro if he shows up with the most magnificent uh, title in wrestling, the New Japan United States title, or he ends up in a program with um, Kenny. Kenny, the snap and pop that that program would have would be phenomenal. So, uh, what what do you think is next for MJF? Who do you think is going to step up as the next challenger? Uh, you know, based on the the Texas Death Match, I would think it would be Hangman. You know, he's again, he's another original. He's on this retribution uh, story. Um, I would love with with the big heart, I would love Miro oh, to me come too. out. And um, just, I would love Miro to come out. Um, and I wouldn't be upset if uh, Mr. Hardy would show up clean and sober, ready to rock and roll. But I think I think uh, that ship has probably sailed, but I'd like a nice retribution story, either Hangman or Miro. Um, but other than that, I'm not I'm not really sure who's ready, willing, and able. I think to Jungle hang. Boy. Oh. I think Jungle Boy is going to be. I think I think now that Jungle Boy has put Christian Cage in his back, he's been talking about going for a single title. I think Jungle. So I, I've got a couple of fantasy bookings that I'm looking at. So I'd like to see Jungle Boy come out. MJF's doing his big thing Wednesday. I won. I told you it was the best. And Jungle Boy comes out. I've buried Christian Cage. Now I've said I'm coming for a title. And he just points at him. Like, I'm coming for yours. Because I think that'd be a pretty good feud. Two originals. Um, I think Jungle Boy would be good. For Miro, what I'd like to see Miro do is I'd like Hobbs to beat Orlo. Maybe not this week, but in, in the feud. And I'd like Miro to come out and take it from Hobbs. And jump right back into the TBS title. Uh, or TBS? TNT? TNT title. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to him... I mean, he can come out and be Jade too, but that'd just be weird. So have him come out and beat, uh, hey. have him come out and, and get right into that mix. Another mm-hmm. possibility I was thinking would be Darby Allen, but I really think they're building something with him and Sting for Sting's going away. Yeah, I may mm-hmm. be wrong. I'm not sure. No, yeah, and then, I, I, I could see that uh, they build something with FTR and um, the guns, and then. FTR, uns- I don't know if you'd want FTR to get beat by Sting and Darby. No, I think Sting and Darby will be a solo program. Thing. I mean, I, I don't know that they'll get, unless you put Sting, no, I think they're just going to do a Sting and Darby kind of 
feud slash mentor mentee kind of the rick flair sean michaels kind of thing sort of a resolution retirement yeah Yeah, i'm sorry and he kicks him time for me to go yeah yep or i don't need you anymore and then another little story thread with Mm. the so adam cole's another possibility for mjf i just don't think it's time no so i personally think adam cole's the one's going to take it from him i think adam Mm. cole will be the one to win it from him either at the war of 24 or whatever. I think Adam Cole will be the one to eat, unseen yeah. him. However, I do believe that MJF is going to probably hold it through this year. I think I think Jungle Boy will be a challenger. He'll beat Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. Hangman potentially, and he'll beat Hangman. Um, and then Adam Cole will be the one to take it from him. This is my thought. But you're going to have Hangman, to build. You're going to have to build Adam. You're going to have to build Adam Cole. Baby. You're going to have yeah, to build him for months. So. Uh, you think? You don't think if he walked out on Wednesday and challenged MJF, it would be, wouldn't be a huge pop and draw? No, I mean he's got he's got his uh, return match coming up here shortly, um, but I mean I don't. I mean he's going to have to get several wins under his belt, and with the limited TV time with this huge roster, mm-hmm. you're going to have your hands full trying to get everybody and their brother on TV. Yeah, I mean he's going to wrestle once a month, maybe twice a month on TV, get a storyline. And MJF will dispatch Jungle Boy. Someone else will come out of the woodworks. Maybe Hobbs starts getting a little froggy. Uh, Maybe they run back Starks. Oof. Yeah, because they yeah, did that so one Starks. and he lost. But I and yeah. Starks at the end of that said it's not over. He's just going to reset. So and they then, can run Starks back. And then you got Ethan Page sitting out there like, hey, I'm all yep. ego and you don't know me. And they figure out how to you know, reset that. Um, yeah, so you got Starks, Hobbs, Hangman. Yeah, I mean, you could do you could do a few things, and then there's got to be a way. And then Jungle Boy, yeah. So you got Starks, Hobbs, uh, Jungle Boy, Hangman, and then you distance. Man, do you make Wardlow so, the guy that takes the title? He was another one of my guesses. From Hank. So Dude, I just got goosebumps just on my, my left leg. I mean, so, I so you think about means. it. Wardlow absolutely squashed MJF in, mm-hmm. in like minutes. So you end up taking Wardlow's got his title back now. He loses it to Hobbs. Maybe he loses that feud for a little bit, or maybe he comes out Wednesday right to MJF. But I, I think so. I, I think the next I can almost what I'd like to see his next group of opponents being and. I think it could either be Wardlow or Adam Cole that are going to take it from him. But Jungle Boy, I think, will be a feud in there. That'll be fun. Um, I think possibly Darby Allen uh, could be a feud in there. Hangman, maybe. And then I think Wardlow or um, Wardlow or Adam Cole are going to be a take it from him. Unless CM Punk comes back, and then I can see him, CM Punk maybe coming in. I just don't know that they're going to push CM Punk right to the title picture yeah. right when he gets there because of everything that happened. Yeah. But that being said, like I'm curious what happens to the Elite next. So speaking of Hangman, he's the only person of the Elite that won last night too, even though he's kind of on the outskirts of the Elite. But mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting too. Oh uh, yeah, he's one of the originals. So you're like, yep. wait a minute, and like, you know, we were sitting there talking as the the match was progressing, and we were like, well, we know right off the jump, Omega's not taking the pin, right? And then we were like, okay, well. If anyone takes the pin, it would be one of the brothers, but which brother would it be? Oh, no, 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 no way. 
and it's not going to be Brody. It's not going to be Malachi. So sorry for your luck, dude. And um, I did not see House of Black winning that match, bro. That one surprised me. So my fantasy, fantasy, all-time fantasy booking was (laughs) the Elite winning it, and then FTR and CM Punk coming out and challenging them. Yeah. Like, I thought that would be dream match, but that's something that everybody's all talked about. But I thought that'd be dream. I had no idea. That one surprised me. Yeah. Out of all the matches of the night, that one made me go, what? I I did not see House of Black win it. I'm glad they did. I thought it was great. No, I thought it was perfect storytelling. But I didn't see it coming. It feeds into... The elite leaving WWE or leaving for WWE, uh, yep. having having a heart take a super kick. I think that kind of played into it and so, sort of gave the House of Black um, a little bit more fire. Yep. And now we got to figure out, okay, who's going to challenge them? Well, I mean, the first people that come to mind are the Lucha Brothers. And uh, Briscoe, Briscoe, because he, you know, he's gonna have to give, he's gonna have to give the tag team titles for Ring of Honor back. And I, I can't wait to see. Hopefully, they redesign the Ring of Honor tag team titles, right, and retire the sort of honor, um, yeah. the Briscoe brothers, and um, just yeah, like you said, the, retire that current edition. And then, um, you know, they, he runs it, he runs it with some trios titles or, you know, he does some fun stuff with, uh, AEW. So it's, uh, there's a, there's so much going on and so much Mm -hmm. fun to be had. Uh, the card was just phenomenal. The crowd fed into it. Uh, Titus was the kid's name that got a drink thrown on him. Um, the, the swerves. And the surprises, welcome back to FTR. Uh, I'm trying to get a hold of that shirt. It's sold out on uh, WrestlingTees.com. Oh, is it? I had it in my cart last night and I didn't buy it. Yeah, yeah. I tried to buy it twice today. So uh, sorry to my uh, instructor. I'm in advanced school, my bad. But um, yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see what's going to... And you you always like to see the the show after a a big event. That, that yes. first show you catch on TV, and they call it the aftermath, the fallout. What's going to happen? What's the fallout? Who's not going to show up? Who's going to show up beaten and battered? Right. And, you know, AEW is still working on the spray tan situation, so some of their wrestlers looked a little yellow more than tan. <laughs> and, uh, you know, cool tribute. You picked up on the tribute with uh, MJF's gear. Yeah, and, he wore the same gear pattern as Shawn Michaels in his Iron Man. Yeah, man, and I and I'm all about like what the title looks like, what the title means, why things were made the way they were, and what this match was with, you know, whatever. And there were a lot of tributes throughout the entire show. So um, to wrestling fans everywhere, you know, hit us up on uh, Twitter, YouTube, wherever. Uh, you're grabbing your podcast when you drop your um, reviews and you say, hey, during this match, this wrestler did this move as a tribute to so-and-so. And during the Texas death match, uh, tell me how many wrestlers got tributes to certain moves and um, you know, we'll, we'll send you a t-shirt or something because there were, I counted five 
And then as I was rolling through Twitter and stuff, I think there was eight total. So um, nice, uh, nice tribute by um, by uh, the madman there, uh, Moxley hitting him with the curb stomp on the on the brick in in yep. honor of Seth. So I, th- <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, Bruiser Brody with the chain swinging it around. Yep. There was a lot of a lot of pretty neat stuff. Uh, yeah, it, it was a great show. Um, it was since we've started this podcast, my first mm-hmm. five beard show. Woo! Hundred percent. Nothing that I think took away from it. It was absolutely five star, five beard, blow away. Uh, like you said, if you're not a wrestling fan, it it watch it. If you're a lapsed wrestling fan, I'm I'm waiting. I'm gonna reach out to Jeremy and be like, hey, dude, here's our login. Go watch yeah. this, man. Like, yeah. if if you want to see what AEW is about, go watch this. Yeah, it, it was fantastic. No, that's fair. I mean, you saw what Derek, what Derek, the emotional ride that Derek went through. Um, you know, you take uh, cash credit, uh, <laughs> you know, house credit, you know. Mastercard, American Express. He walked in with uh, zero credibility, and uh, he left with um, a black card. And he just, you know, uh, he's in AEW, yep. and he's he's a card carrying member of the, uh, if not House of Black, <laughs> like yeah, he was all in. You know, Brody Lee, yep. and you know, just that uh, and MJF. Shoot! Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, the story. Yeah, like, he was done with MJF, man. He, he's dude, like, that's it. This is awesome. Like, I can't. What? This guy's a this dirt is amazing. Bag. Yep. You know, tosses the drink on the kid, and and at that point, we thought it was water. Oh, I can't believe he did. You know, yep. why would you throw up? Okay, so water is you know two dollars, two dollars. You know, like if you get a bottle, yeah. bottle of water, or whatever. You get a glass of tequila, and that was a big glass of tequila, <laughs> dude. That was probably twenty bucks. And uh, went right on Titus. You know, hopefully, uh, you know, mom, mom was okay and got taken care of on the back end. Uh, don't make it weird. And yeah, I just, dude, that was a great show, start to finish. Uh, Shabani probably needed some caffeine toward like the middle, <laughs> toward the end. Uh, he didn't pick up until he got to take his Skechers down to the ring. Uh, got blood flowing again. Taz, man, Taz was a phenomenal, phenomenal, oh, yeah. every time, phenomenal on the uh, on the mic. If Jericho or um, Mark Henry had been on the mic, it would I would have dropped a five beard on it. But uh, not that four and a half beards is bad. That's the highest rating I've given uh, since our journey has began. And uh, super impressed with the crowd. The feedback the crowd was giving throughout the entire show. Um, I was totally swerved. Hook, line, and sinker bought in, and uh, I'm here for it. So, yeah, all in all, man, great show. Uh, awesome camaraderie. Thank you to uh, artist Frickin' Rollins and the chef uh, D. Wizzle for joining us, and uh, not to mention a bunch of bourbon. So, <laughs> can't be mad at So, you that. went four and a half on it, huh? Yes, sir. Interesting. All right. I thought you were going to go five for sure. It was close, man. Yeah, I got I got a little in my feels about the uh, the canister of the oxygen when the match got restarted. When he hit him with the donkey kick and uh, and the ref just like 
go go right ahead, hit him with the title, blah blah blah. It's like, dude, what on earth? Well, yeah, that's like, because he, he. But that's because if he'd have hit him with it, it would have disqualified him, and Danielson would have got the belt. That's yeah. why he was telling him to go ahead and do it, and he DQ'd him with the 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 crotch hit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I yeah. He, so when yeah. he when he did it right in front of the ref, he DQ'd him. That's why that's how Danielson got up to two, and then he got those two, two quick pins that that evened it out. So it went two to yeah. two. So yeah, I just oh, man, I was that's still all good. Uh, yeah, I still got got a little on my feels. Hope uh, Mox and the, and the fam are enjoying a little bit of time off. I hope he finally gets it. He's been trying to get some time off since the brawl yep. brawl and. Uh, the reign of terror by MJF will continue for, you know, the time being. So God bless America. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this one up. I want to yes, uh, thank all of our listeners. Uh, please follow us on our show- socials. If you're not already uh, at no shave man cave, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, wherever at no shave man cave, give us those five star reviews on Apple iTunes, Leave us a comment and then follow us on Twitter and drop a comment below in the Twitter feed on uh, what you think. And uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, drop a comment there too and give us some ratings. Absolutely. Thank you, JT, for hosting us last night. You were the host with the most. And, uh, you know, as we always say, every time we hop off, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you on the floor. You've been listening to the No Shave Men Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Men Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on The Floor. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.